Welcome to the Europe is Coming podcast, taking you inside the minds of Europe's best CrossFit athletes and the people behind them. Welcome back to the Europe is Coming podcast, John Singleton. You must be feeling pretty proud of yourself today. Yeah, it was um, it was an epic weekend, like. You know, we we go to competitions a lot, and um, and it was it was a really nice weekend. I think from from all aspects of the the athletes that we had competing. You had fantastic results with Gabby and with Jack. Yes, yeah, I was super. I know I was super happy for them in in different ways. Like uh, for Gabby, you know, top ten at the games, and then going back to back podium at the the two biggest off season competitions. You know, is a is a extremely impressive achievement, and then for Jacqueline, you know, coming back from uh, top twenty of the games, and then the road performance is not where where we'd have wanted to be, and so for her being able to make that change coming back to entering into top five of Dubai, and you know, and showing that she's going to be pushing top girls is uh, was really positive for next season. What um, what changed in her training to enable her to do that? Uh, so I got asked this quite a few times over um, over the the weekend, and so sometimes it's hard to know exactly the changes. One factor may have been um, post games. Uh, we believe Jackson had COVID, mm-hmm. and so you know, did that have an impact on capacity? Possibly. Um, Jackson's also been working with a sports psychologist just to help on the the mental aspect of her her performance game, uh, and then also we did do some um, some tweaks in her in her training. So there were kind of three three aspects I think kind of changes we made after uh, uh, after Rogue uh, that could have come into into play there it's hard to know exactly which which one it is but those are the three biggest factors it's quite a big switch in in a short space of time so it must be the combination and and she just looks like she was having so much fun out there as well she looked like she was having a ball yeah it was really nice to see you know right and i think athletes are very aware of when they're not reaching their their true potential you know it's just like a feeling sometimes like it doesn't necessarily matter on the the placement, but they know when they could have pushed harder and when they've got more in them. And so, when you leave a competition not with that feeling, it can often be um, they can feel quite frustrated, even you know, even though their placement may have been high, um, or the reverse can happen as well. What did you think about the organisation of the event? How did it feel? Did it go did it nice go nice and smoothly? What were the workouts like? Well, so you know, Dubai always do um, a great job in making athletes feel feel special. There's only forty athletes. There were some there were some issues um, with the kind of organisation on on day one at the ski centre. There was kind of uh, obviously we had the time cap issue where the time cap was too short. And so the athletes hadn't been briefed that there was a uh, going to be a tie break, uh, which really can affect the workout because they ended up putting a tie break on the ski so everyone wasn't just tied. Um, 
And if you knew that the tie break was going to be on the ski, you would obviously push the last ski just in case so you could drive through. So there was a bit of an issue there. And then there was also a root issue with the um, uh, with these like event 1B. And the that run. meant that, yeah, the run. And so if you actually look at the heat one and the heat two times, they're, uh, they're you know, they're objectively very different, meaning that heat two actually had a significant, if you're in heat two, you had a significant advantage um, just because you knew that the route was short, basically. Mm-hmm. So, so those two, like kind of, they were unfortunate issues that have an impact on the, the end result. Um, but this being said, as soon as we got to Saturday and Sunday, you know, it was excellent, like really running on time, great events, great spectacle, everyone, everything was, uh, was really cool. So there, there were lots of positives. And I think the whole experience finished on a positive The the first day, I think there were some organizational aspects that could, uh, could have probably been improved to, to help give an overall, a better overall experience of the competition. And did you did you have the feeling that they were rested enough after the very early start on the the Thursday morning? Yeah, honestly, this is what I love about competitions like that. Is that you know, there's uh, for me like dragging athletes into a competition at nine a.m. and then sending them out at seven p.m. is just such wasted time for mm. like volunteers, judges, spectators, athletes, coaches. And the great thing in Dubai, you know, basically the first event was at four and then they were done by nine. And, you know, it's a quick turnaround uh, for the events. But actually, I, I don't think it's dampened performance that much. Um, and it's, you know, as a spectator, like you go in, you see the events, and you leave more like, you know, going to a football match or, you know, whatever it may be. It's It's not a full day commitment. So... I, I, that's something I personally would like to see more of at competitions that actually have a condensed competition period rather than just having to run it out for you know three days from nine till nine. Yeah, the endless workouts. <laughs> yeah, you know, end, endless <laughs> divisions, endless workouts. And uh, I, I, I think the games, you, you can kind of start doing that. It's kind of, you know, it's, the CrossFit Games is really testing for the fittest on earth. So it kind of ends up being a different aspect where, you know, a lot of these um, competitions, like, um, you know, almost like a showcase of fitness rather than finding the fittest. I, I don't know if that's uh, mm. the best way to describe it, but, um, you know, that's one thing I really liked in Dubai was actually these, uh, the way they scheduled the, um, the weekend. Well, what was your standout workout? Which was the one that you thought tested them the most? Um, so actually, uh, well, it was uh, the event three, the sandbag. Oh, yeah, that looked hard. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's one of those on paper that you don't think is going to be as bad. Um, and as soon as they got to the, for females, it's 45 kilos, males, 60 kilos. You know, that weight really stops a lot of people in its tracks. And I, I think, you know, it was a really interesting workout for me to watch um, as a coach and see what's happening. It was also fascinating to see, like, like two completely different athletes battle it out. You know, you've got Laura Horvath, who, you know, bigger athlete, stronger athlete, known for her strengths, being bigger. And then 
next to who actually ended up winning the workout, you got Sam Briggs, who, you know, is one of the uh, isn't one of the strongest athletes um, in terms of top end numbers on the field, mm-hmm. but is known for her endurance capacity, and you know, body body morphology wise is a lot different to Laura. So it's kind of fascinating to see that you had two ends of the spectrum, both exceeding on that workout. And um, I just actually was wondering if you got to watch the workouts. Do you actually, as the coach, do you actually get the opportunity to watch the other the other guys um, competing, um, or do you just go out to see your people and then you go back with them? Or how does it work for you? So it depends a little on the competition. Uh, like Dubai, for example, it was really easy to get from the warm up area to the competition floor. So I, I was lucky enough to be able to see um, both Jacqueline, Gabby, and uh, and Julie compete. But this being this being said, I quite often at competitions I won't actually see any of the live events. Be it that you know I'm, I'm there with the athletes warming up, and then I'm waiting for them to come back and cool down. So either I'll have to watch it on video afterwards. But it, you know it is nice being able to see it live because on the live feed they only focus on a few athletes, whatever it may be. It's also nice to get an impression of of the field of athletes. You know, I, I went to see a few of the male events just to. You know, get that kind of visual representation or visual uh, input of where of where the athletes are. Let's talk about the boys. You were, yeah. you were right in your predictions that Roman was going to do well, but Ricky came third, not second. So well done. Yeah, it's not too far off fears, but yes, I was. You know, Roman. I mean. You know, you just have to, uh, we have to see him compete at the games. I, How is he going to get there, though? Yeah, I mean, they're talking about visa things and different things. And, I, I you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I've spoken to so many people over the years about Roman's visa scenario. And, uh, and anyway, with his uh, manager, Snoddy, they're trying uh, a different route this year, so... I think they're going to use the prize money from Dubai in order to help push the the likelihood of him getting into the States. Oh, okay. And what is it that prevents him from getting in? Um, so I've heard different things, but in essence, it's basically that the US has just blocked his visa application every time. So every time he goes to apply for the US, it's basically just blocked and he, he can't get it. Mm. And and he's had quite a lot of support from CrossFit HQ. You know, they've they've written letters, they've given recommendations, they've done all sorts of things, but nothing has seemed to work. Fingers crossed, he gets in next year because I think it would be an amazing show. The guy. Is, well, I tell you what, what I mean, I, <laughs> yeah, I would be. You know, obviously, you have to see these guys compete together, but. Um, you know, Roman was dominant in this field. You know, it, he didn't just win; he uh, he really dominated, and uh, and, and it, no one was touching him. Mm. Actually, he uh, in eight, seven out of the eight events, he was in the top three. You know, I mean, which is crazy. And I think his worst finish was fifth. He has a total of eight hundred and forty-five points. Yeah, I mean, he was just. I mean, he didn't have to walk out onto the floor for the last event. You know, he 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 really was like a kind of Fraser Froning style dominance. Yeah. It was it was very impressive to see. And I've known Roman 
Anastasia, his um, wife, was on the program for a lot of years. She always acts as translator. She's actually um, pregnant now, which is why she wasn't uh, wasn't there. But we, we've known them uh, over so many years, and it's been really nice to follow his progress. Like, obviously, his English is so limited, but you know. <laughs> what what you can communicate with him he's a super nice guy so I'm, I'm really happy for him he's doing so well yeah it's great so it's christmas now for you i guess a few days off at least yeah exactly and um one of the reasons we decided not on what a blueser was so we could get a proper deload after dubai and then start attacking things in january so what's the plan for 2022 2022 so um, for uh, for the athlete kind, uh, side of things, mm-hmm. um, the focus goes to um, semi-finals. You know that's going to be a significant event for us. We don't have any other non-crossfit season competitions programmed in, but as you know, like the open and quarterfinals end up taking like you know six weeks we're not going to have a big focus on the open or the quarterfinals this year for uh for the girls who've got on board who've already been to the games um for athletes you know who so we obviously have the different stages of athletes those who are looking to qualify for quarterfinals those who are looking to qualify for semi-finals those who are looking to qualify for games and therefore you know when we get back in january that focus starts on um on those athletes, you know, depending on what stage they're they're looking to push towards. What do you think Julie's aiming for at the moment? She did she held her own in Dubai. Yeah, Julie, I, I you know Julie does nothing but impress me, you know. I mean, being a full time medical doctor mm. and still being able to compete with the best in the world, you know, she she's easily the most qualified athlete. Um on the competition floor in terms of uh, academic status. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, most athletes there are involved in some way, shape or form, you know, either they're full-time athlete or they're like working in a gym or whatever it may be. And, you know, Julie in essence goes off saving lives during the day and then, uh, you know, heads to the gym in, at night. So she sounds yeah, so I cool. Mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, uh, and so it continues to impress me. I mean, anyone who has that, um, you know, Greg, Greg Hung and Ursula Fasel, two masters athletes mm-hmm. who went to the games. That, you know, again, they were like athletes who, uh, you know, I, I, I was always very honoured to coach them because I was just super impressed just working these full-time jobs and still just, you know, crushing uh crushing fitness basically so yeah. it's really impressive to see and also really nice people on top of it all i remember yeah which which really yes it's very true and, uh, yeah. yeah super humble hard working just really wanted to do their best so yeah. what, what would julie be hoping for next year do you think um so we did have some discussions i don't know how uh, how public this is i suppose if it goes out on the podcast it becomes public but she's kind of looking at team um the tricky thing is, is with the team is the decision has to be made very soon because the team have to train together um, and live within a certain radius before 
January 13th. So, you know, oh. with like two, three weeks away, something like that. So, well, maybe a bit longer, but uh, three weeks, I think. Okay. So have you got a so, program team budding? We have three quarters of a program team. Nice. <laughs> 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 um, you know, we've we've gone back and forth on the team. And... Um, because they're not allowing super teams, it makes it more complex of, of basically moving everyone together. Mm-hmm. So we haven't completely ruled it out yet. We may see a program team um, formed by the January 13th deadline. We we just need to uh, iron out some of the details. Well, I hope that we'll get to talk about it more then. I hope the details get ironed out. And have yeah, you got any exactly. final thoughts for this year? Anything you want to reflect on? No, honestly, I'm really, you know, I, I think it's very important to be able to look back at, uh, you know, the positives of the year and, and where we've come from. And this year, you know, we've, we, in essence, like, it seems crazy to think, but, you know, we started this year in some form of lockdown. We had to organise the semi-finals you know, in, in mega sport in Mallorca, you know, with all the athletes there, it was just craziness. And somehow we all managed to get uh, exemptions to get out to the games. And to be able to finish it off with a performance like that in Dubai was, was really happy. So it's been a crazy year when you think back at it like that. And, um, and so we're, you know, and to, it was just like a nice finish to the kind of 2021 um, to be out in Dubai and uh, just had a really nice time seeing people with the athletes. So it was a really positive night to end on. Fantastic. Well, happy Christmas. Uh, uh, and to you. And, um, well, I'm, I'm excited for the uh, future European coming guests as well. Yeah, me too. Me too. Certainly getting a good roster together. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're getting a... People answering emails and stuff now, which is very exciting. So, yes, looking forward to interviewing them. <laughs> a happy new year, and I'll speak to you in 2022, I guess. It does, uh, that sounds like a good plan. Have a great Christmas. Thank you, Vicky. Don't miss the next episode. Subscribe now wherever you get your podcasts. Europe is Coming is a programme production and hosted by Vicky McLeod.